Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Everybody, welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa. We are here today with a very special guest, someone that I've worked with and known for many, many years, Nathan Stibbs from Continuum. Uh, how you doing, Nathan? Frank, I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Good, good. I had to pause because for many years, you weren't at Continuum. You were running point at Triad Advisors and built that what it is today. And so I'm still getting used to that in your new role over at Continuum, which we'll get into. For those of you that are new to the show, we appreciate you joining. We hope that the content that we have today is going to be educational to you. And again, the goal here is, is uh, really you're, you're sitting in on a conversation with two friends, talking about the business, talking about things that are happening, and educating my listeners to things that we feel you should be learning about. So with that, we're going to get right into it. And really where I, I'd ask Nate to join us because there was an article that was written about him in a uh, Wealth Solutions report, really talking about the state of the business in terms of the transition from IBDs to RIAs and, and the advisors going in that direction and the business going in that direction more and more. And so what I thought we can do is really have Nate, who's been around and really, uh, I'll say a pioneer in the hybrid RIA space for many, many, many years over at Triad. And so Nate, maybe you can give us a little bit of background for those of you who don't know you, a little bit of your background in addition to an avid hunter and, and uh, fisherman and all that good stuff down in Georgia, but a little bit of back, your professional background and, uh, and then we'll just sort of get into what's happening in the industry. Yeah, Frank, again, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I started my career uh, with Leg Mason back in the late 90s, spent a couple of years there. And then I joined Triad really on the ground floor in early 2001. I think at the time, Triad had, I don't know, 30 or 40 advisors, seven or eight home office staff. And I think they eked out about $13 million in top-line revenue that year. Fast forward to 2020, Triad established itself as the clear leader in the RIA space as a hybrid broker-dealer partner. I think that year they did about $220 million in revenue. 750 advisors, so significant growth over those two decades. And you know, having an opportunity to wear a lot of hats during that that 20 year time frame was it was a great journey. The last 10 years, I was one of the senior executives at the firm, oversaw all business development and branch expansion. I was responsible for the advisor MA. I was involved in the management of our two corporate RIA platforms and had gone through two major acquisitions as well. Uh, one, when Lattenberg acquired Triad in 08, and more recently when Advisor Group purchased Lattenberg in early 2020. So my time at Triad was was enjoyable. It was great. A lot of great experiences and, and wonderful friendships that I was able to develop. And for me, it was just about the next chapter. You know, I mean, 20 years is a long time in this industry. And, you know, as I look at over the next 10, 15, 20 years, I really wanted to try some new things. And the opportunity to be firmly positioned in the RIA channel with a fast-growing firm, a firm that I know very well in Continuum Advisory, it was just an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. The timing was right. And the 
yeah, it's, it's great to be here. It's only been three months and it's amazing how, how fast things go when you're in the game full time. So it's been um, fast and furious, but this is a, a quick growing firm with some great people and a wonderful vision. And I'm just excited to be part of the future. Awesome. We did a lot of business with Triad. I brought some great clients to the firm, uh, primarily on the hybrid side, right? Because and those advisors show shifted fast to mainly the RIA side. And so I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. And it's interesting that the firm that you're joining is about the same size as, as Triad was when you first joined them. So I would love to see some of the parallels that you're going to, that you're going to bring to the table over the next 20 years at Continuum. You know, you mentioned something about the RIA space and in your opinion, having been in that world for a long time and a lot of listeners today, the RIA space is, is new to them. You know, it's, but to you, it, it really wasn't. You've been doing it for a long time. Why do you think that there's all of a sudden a much bigger shift today than there was maybe 10 years ago? Right? I'll, I'll say five years, but really 10 years, it was probably even less known for the general producer at, at, a, at a Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch, or Wells Fargo, what have you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Frank, that, you know, the growth in the RIA channel is in part a byproduct of the commoditization of the independent broker-dealer channel. If you look at the large enterprise independent broker-dealer models out there, there's some great firms, but at the end of the day, they all, you know, in a lot of ways, just do the same thing. They tend to be very large. They leverage their scale very well. But the downside is that they are relatively inflexible. Advisors have to operate on their platform. They have to, have to leverage their technology. They don't have a lot of flexibility or control around pricing. And, you know, I just think that the landscape of the industry has changed so much in the last five, 10 years. And listen, I mean, advisors' needs and priorities are uniquely different today than they were a couple of years ago. I mean, advisors want control. Advisors want flexibility. Advisors want access to the most innovative financial technology solutions available in the industry, and they want to be part of, a, of an organization that has a culture that is, that is dynamic and entrepreneurial and, and really advisor-focused. And that's the reason I decided to move in this direction was, I think you referenced tried a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to be part of a, a dynamic culture, a flexible organization run by entrepreneurs that had a very strategic vision and, you know, have the resources, tools, and, and human capital to execute on it. That's great. So you have wirehouse advisors, W-2 advisors, understanding and waking up to the fact that there's independent broker dealers out there where they can go. There's a whole flow going there. So what you're saying is you see this next evolution within the business of advisors that are at independent broker dealers actually wanting, you know, because there's more flexibility there, right? The W-2 firm, go to independent broker dealer, you get a lot more flexibility and a lot more flexibility is all relative, right? Because you're still tied to FINRA rules and regulations. So what you're saying is that you see a further move for these advisors that are independent broker dealers and they're doing 70, 80, 90% advisory business moving to the pure RIA space because of the flexibility. So when you, when you see that and, and in your experience, when you have advisors doing that, what do you think are the, and I know we didn't really talk about this uh, beforehand, but what do you think the two or three biggest differences, like the ones that are the most impactful to the advisor and the growth of their business, what do you think the two or three things are that are the most impactful to their future growth? So what I call quantum growth, 
because I, I see advisors, certain advisors, they get quantum growth when they make a move like that. And sometimes you just don't know why. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if this will specifically answer it, but I'll try to back into it from a different angle. I think that with the growth in the RIA channel, advisors are becoming more focused on how to run a better business, how to really maximize their value, their enterprise value. And more and more advisors are really seeing their business as, a, as an enterprise, as an organization versus a practice. Okay. And there's a significant difference between the two. Yep. And if you look at the industry today, I mean, advisors are becoming increasingly aware of the valuations that we're seeing. I mean, the M&A channel has never been hotter than it is today. I only think it's going to accelerate over the next few years, probably before it cools off a little bit with some demographic changes and more sellers coming into the market. But, you know, when you're seeing businesses sell for eight, 10 times EBITDA and up, it gets their attention. I mean, and continuum. I mean, we put a laser focus on really helping advisors optimize their business, provide the tools to accelerate growth. And at the end of the day, maximize their their enterprise value. So, you know, I think when you look at the RIA channel, it's becoming increasingly competitive. There's no question about it. There's certainly more players out there, but there's also a lot more tools, resources, and technology that's not available to advisors in a wirehouse or in an independent broker-dealer channel. And when you combine that with platform technology and portfolio management and all the other resources that are available to them, it, it's a powerful value stack. And, you know, it provides them with really the, the resources to maximize their potential at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that I did a, a podcast actually just got released last week with Michelle Tucker on, Siler Tucker on, she's an M&A expert. And one of the things that we talked about was when you go from a practitioner, which is what, a, you know, if you're in a W-2 environment, you're a practitioner, you're not really a business owner. I would say when you, until you start, you know, writing the, the rent checks and the you know, plumbing checks and electrician checks and all that stuff and supplies, you're not really a business owner. But one of the things that she talked about was building your company as you're, as you're working in your company, building it as if you were going to sell it 10 or 15 years from now. And what are the things that are going to allow you to maximize the value of the business 10 years from now? And you need to start doing those things today, right? Like one example could be, I think a lot of advisors get off on the fact that they say, oh, I run all the money myself when they don't realize that's actually a negative when they want to go sell their company 15 years from now, um, that they need to have more of a committee approach because there's a better valuation number. You get a, um, it's a, you get a discount if you're only running it yourself. And the idea there is if you go to sell the company, but you get hit by a bus, who's going to take over running the money the way you did it? So firms look at that as a discount. So I do think that that's right. that attitude about, okay, you're independent. Now you're an RIA, build this thing for a, a sale in 10 or 20 years. And so you can be as creative as you want when you're doing those things. And I think that's really important. But the other question I was going to ask you was, where do you see the custodians playing a role in this movement? Um, and I'm not talking about like TD rolling up the Schwab. I'm talking about the major custodians. Where do you see them coming into play when they compare the an IBD or a hybrid IBD with a, with, with our, our RIA only? And what are they doing? What is Schwab doing? What is Fidelity doing, in your opinion, that's helping advance this whole technology, service, 
new models of on the RIA space? Yeah, I mean, great question. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the landscape of the RIA and broker dealer channel has not only evolved significantly, but I mean, just the, the custodial space. With the acquisition of TD Ameritrade by Schwab and and their integration that's ongoing, really, what is that going to look like at the end of the day? You know, and I think that there's a lot of question marks about that. I think that if they build it the right way, they're going to get the best of both worlds. They're going to get the technology platform that was so compelling at TD Ameritrade blended with the practice management and business management tools and resources that Schwab is is so well known for. So, you know, I think we're all in a kind of a wait and see mode as to really what that's going to look like. And, you know, and I, I mean, obviously Fidelity is really the only other major player right now and, and how they're going to pivot and, and adapt to that. The custodial channel, I think it's going to be critical to the success and long-term growth of, of RIAs. I mean, I've always said that, you know, in order for us to achieve our strategic vision and execute on, you know, some pretty lofty uh, goals, I mean, we have got to leverage our partners, you know, all of our strategic partners and the custodians are absolutely front and center in that. So, you know, I think that they're going to have to evolve quickly. I think financial technology is going to have to, you know, continue to advance. Advisors want access to tools and resources that are going to make them quicker, faster, and enable them to deliver a solution in, in a, at a cheaper cost, quite frankly. And when we look at the relationship that we have with our custodians at Continuum, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we are always relying on them for resources, for tools. You know, how can they deliver services that are going to help our advisors become better business owners? You know, I mean, create the scale that is going to be so critical to driving value, to be able to deliver a better client experience, to digitalize how they operate. And create more efficiency end to end, you know, within their business infrastructure. So, you know, I think in five years, absolutely, the landscape of the RIA channel is going to look a lot different. But, I mean, the custodial marketplace is going to be a lot different. But, I mean, Goldman Sachs is obviously growing out their RIA channel. I was just going to ask you that question. What's your opinion about that, about Goldman coming into the space? I mean, I think it's long overdue, to be honest with you. I think that when you've got the reputation, you've got the size and scale of a Goldman Sachs, you balance that with you know what is probably the fastest growing channel in the financial services industry. There's no reason not to be in it. And now that the competition is shrunk, you've got two major players at the end of the day in Schwab and Fidelity. Goldman Sachs, Raymond James, I mean, they're going to be the emerging custodians out there. So I think... LPL, do you think LPL is a player there as well? Yeah, LPL absolutely has the size. I mean, they're still, you know, obviously one foot in the, really the broker-dealer space and kind of one foot into the you know, the RIA custodial space. And I know that they launched a an RIA platform years ago that... Yeah, I, I don't think it probably had the, the traction that they wanted. I think that they're re-exploring that now. And I think that if they can do it the right way and execute, then absolutely they can be a, I think that they can be a player. I don't think that they're going to be a direct competitor necessarily with a Schwab or Fidelity. I appreciate that. That's that's really good and gives, gives us some insight. So you made a comment about uh, your lofty vision and goals for Continuum. For the audience, my thing, I use an example of um, when my wife goes to buy a car, she has the same car every four years or three years for the last 15 years, right? Um, but whenever her, her lease is up, she 
you know, same car, but I make her go and explore all the other options, right? Look at the BMW, look at the Volvo, look at the whatever, Audis, whatever. And she ends up getting the same thing, but I still make her look at all the options. So I think it's really important that, that you know what's out there. And I think for advisors, what we do for a living is make sure that our clients know what's out there because there are firms, great firms like Continuum that maybe they've never heard of, right? Because you hear the LPLs and you hear Dynasty and you hear Focus or whatever, but you know they maybe they're not hearing about a firm like Continuum. So tell me and, and my audience a little bit about Continuum, where you are, what platform, you know, you said your custodial partners, who are they? And what are the goals that you're trying to accomplish with Continuum that advisors should, uh, you know, they're listening to this going, that's the, that's the firm I want to talk to. Maybe just give us, this is sort of like your elevator pitch, but really enlighten us with what your goals are and why you joined the firm. Yeah, thank you. I mean, Continuum is really a, you know, we are a middle office platform for investment advisors. So advisors spend the bulk of their time managing important but unprofitable back office services, compliance, technology, operations, that they don't have the time or capacity to really focus on what they what they do best, which is serving their top clients and attracting more target clientele. So we take the advisor's challenges and we make them our own. I mean, that's really our business model. So, you know, we are a national RIA partner for investment advisors that want to have the look and feel of, of an RIA, but don't want to deal with the complexities of operations, technology. They don't want to deal with the risk of, of being an RIA, dealing with compliance. That's where we provide a solution. So we, we serve essentially as a turnkey back office platform for investment advisors that are in growth mode. The advisors that we target are typically between I'd say 50 to 150 million in RIA assets and growing significantly, both organically and inorganically through recruiting and acquisition. And that's become one of the fastest growing parts of our business is the acquisition and recruiting part. So again, we look at the, the fragmentation in the industry today. We look at the trends in the industry, the landscape of the business. And we just think that an independent platform like Continuum is able to meet the complex needs of advisors that are looking for a better long-term solution. Awesome. Yeah. I, and I do think there's, you know, when you, I wrote down 50 to hundred million, I think that with the merger of uh, TD into Schwab, that subset of advisors are really hurting right now from from what I'm hearing, they're really not getting the service that they were once getting anymore and they're being overlooked. And I think, and I agree with you, and I've always been a big proponent of the fact that firms of that size and, and even bigger, candidly for me, uh, 250 to you know, half a million dollars, uh, $500 million in AUM, I still don't think you have enough scale where it makes sense to take on the burdens of running your own RIA and dealing with all the compliance and risks and doing it on your own. And so I'm a huge fan of firms like that tucking into a firm like Continuum where you're going to be able to take some of those burdens off their shoulder, shoulders where they can focus on what they do best. 
that's another surprise I see with advisors where they realize they go into this space because they think they hear these great payouts and I'm going to make all this money. Uh, and then they look back a year or two later and they spend half their day as a compliance officer for their own company, which is not what they got into the business to do. So being able to affiliate with a, a company like Continuum would be, you know, is, is great. So last question really about Continuum and with what you do for them, turnkey, maybe describe some of the technology because you referenced that at the beginning. What is a technology, I'll call it a platform solution that you generally like to offer to your advisors? Like, what are you looking at as, hey, look, we think this is best in class or, or maybe it's not, maybe it's whatever the advisor wants. I don't know. But what is your opinion and what do you typically offer them? Yeah. So technology is, that is our number one priority right now. We have just adopted some brand new technology that we are in the process of implementing throughout the entire continuum network. It's an end-to-end, completely digital platform powered by a company called Amplify, provides a complete paperless digital client onboarding experience, portfolio management capabilities, trading, rebalancing, model management, powered by Black Diamond for performance reporting. And it creates a very clean, welcoming, digital client experience for the advisor as well. So, you know, listen, in in order to accomplish, you know, what we have in front of us and to meet our lofty goals and and objectives, we've got to build more scale. Every RIA does, you know, I mean, the two key drivers of business value are scalability and growth potential. I mean, that's the bottom line. So maximizing technology, creating efficiencies, optimizing our entire back office, and allowing the advisor more time to focus, again, on growing their business and attracting more target clientele. I mean, that's, that's where we're going. Awesome. Where can an advisor uh, learn more about Continuum? What's your, which I won't say, do you have a website, but that would be really bad if you didn't. So what's the website where they can go and check, and check you guys out? Yeah, sure, Frank. It's www.continuumadvisory.com. Awesome. And um, if they wanted to uh, reach you, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, they can contact me at nstibbs, S-T-I-B-B-S, two Bs like boy, at continuumadvisory.com. Awesome. I'm writing that down too, even though I I already have it. Awesome. This was great. I really appreciate it. I know it's sort of a last minute thing, but that article came out and I thought it was perfect timing. So um, I really appreciate it very much. Um, I hope, I'm sure our listeners uh, appreciate it as well, getting some insights from someone like you that have been in the business for a long time. It was really cool. You know, and uh, I appreciate your time. I'll look forward to doing business with you, bringing some of our clients to you. Uh, for those of you who are listening, I've known Nate Stibbs for several years, right? More than a few. Been a long time. Right. And so yep. this is a, he's only been there for three months. And like I said, Continuum wasn't a firm that I knew about. And uh, now that Nate's there, I can tell you that Nate's a very smart individual, and if and if he went there, he he went there for a good reason. And you should, if you're considering making a move to the RIA space, you should give Continuum a look. You can reach out to Nate. Obviously, you can reach out to me, and I can connect you with Nate. You can email me at frank at eliteconsultingpartners.com or DM me, franklarosa.elite on Instagram or LinkedIn. Nate, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. For everyone listening, thanks for joining. Uh, we look forward to our next conversation. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, 
or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.